Hello. Hey, how are you, man? Not too shabby. How was Christmas? Oh, good. We're good. We're rolling. You still hear us? Oh, yeah. I can hear you fine. So uh, Johnny's down here at the uh, at my casa down in Texas, and we just got done grilling some food, and now we're ready for a good podcast on Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold on. You're in Texas, and you didn't call it Macy Ranch. You just did it wrong. <laughs> you know what? I'm on an acre and a half. I feel like I've moved out of, like, tiny lot you know, house communities where I can actually, yeah, maybe I can call it Macy Ranch. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So we're waiting on Justin and Milos, right? Yep. Because Josh was going to drop out now that we can run it over here. John, do me a favor. If you could go on Etsy and order me a sign that says Macy Ranch, I think that would be. I'll that look into be... that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I just picked out your next Christmas gift. I will look into that. We, yeah, we expect that next year. Maybe. I'm sure somebody's sister makes them. <laughs> Uh, so what are we going to uh dive into tonight well we tend to wait for everybody else at least i can do the intros yeah who else showed up pizza connected okay whoever that is say something (laughs) and they're out pizza's out and it's gone i'm guessing it was milos he's been having connected connection stuff lately yeah um but yeah how you been brent you haven't been on one of these in a while I'm all right. Good. Yeah. Considering the world is fucking falling apart again. Yeah, I'm doing okay. (laughs) Of course it is. Because look, we kind of started this under that and we're closing the first year and it hasn't really changed any. So I do feel like uh, I get the Finding Nemo thing going through the last couple of years of Just Keep Swimming. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that's, you know, Maybe okay. up my memories also going bad. That's why I identify with so that character. We'll give Justin a couple more minute or a minute or two just to see if he yeah, can. yeah. Uh, well, we should get all the uh, if Justin shows up, we should get all the oxygen machine jokes out of the way early. <laughs> the pap smear machine. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's got a. Does he have an actual oxygen machine? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, he yeah. They gave him an oxygen machine when he came out. I was like, that's actually good to have for later you know yeah might need it later you know <laughs> yeah the only problem is you'll never be able to find an oxygen tank for it that's true yeah i was gonna say though like long night drinking you just There's somebody get some oxygen always helps me hey. i think hey you hear me now yeah you sound great nice you officially have a for glass so all right we've got four we can go now uh Welcome to B-Team Podcast. Oh, you guys are together? Yeah, we're in the same room. I was getting to that. Um, Welcome to the B-Team Podcast. Uh, My name is John Macy. This will most likely be our final show of 2021. Um, And we didn't get to 200. No, but we're close. Uh, We're at a number that I'm happy with, so we're close. Yeah, We we got this close, and it's literally been a year New Year's, so. Yeah, I mean, we'll hit a year on... The thirty first. What what could we do? Four more episodes on though, or five more episodes by tomorrow? I, I don't know. <laughs> Not much. Um, t- tonight, I am coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, where I am in the same room for the first time in the history of our show with our special guest, <laughs> Tim Macy. Welcome back, sir. And we've officially named it the Macy Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yep, broadcasting we'll, from the Macy. We'll Ranch. credit that to Brent Perry. Uh, Is there like a ranch there, or just like a house? Oh no! It's 
it's a house. Brent was just like, why wouldn't you call it that? It's it's whatever I want it to be. You know, you're the owner. Well, it's your house. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, we got one. Yay, Justin. Justin. Justin's in the building. Or should hey. we just call you Lord Vader now and get it over with? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you're probably gonna hear it. In the hey, back. John. Uh, I was thinking uh, you can do Nightmare Alley. Yeah, we could. I didn't like it that much. And I messaged you. I messaged you can do American Underdog too. So that's like two. So we just got to come up with two more. Yeah, but we but we can't get them done by tomorrow. That's the problem. Well, I mean, we could if we pulled an all nighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think my wife would divorce me. And we could do Secret Origins, where we were like, we redo season one Mandalorian that got cut from that other podcast that we started on. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just, I just think that, you know the people at home take to Twitter hashtag B team two hundred episodes by the end of the year. That's a long hashtag. I don't think anybody's actually going to post it. No, I might not even publish this. <laughs> gonna care? So I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we are here for uh, to re- to review the latest MCU uh, Disney Plus series Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> Just really quickly, I guess we'll start with our uh, initial thoughts. Why don't we go with the guests? All right. Um, slow to start. Wasn't a big Kate Bishop fan at the beginning of it. Enjoyed the last couple episodes. I think that's my take. Nice. Brent. I can work with that. Um, overall, not too bad. Like, it was probably the best one of the Disney Plus shows they've done so far, which not a high bar, but like, yeah. Yeah, it was, I was overall impressed. Nice. Justin. Yeah, kind of uh kinda of echoing at what everybody else says. Um, you know, it was it was alright at the beginning and then uh kind of ramped up and uh I like the I like the stuff towards the end, you know, with uh well, we're gonna get into spoilers anyway, with uh Elena and stuff like that, so Yep. Milo uh from start to finish I loved it. <sighs> Nice. Yeah. Nice. First episode that came out, my comment was, this is better than Black Widow movie, which it was. No, I'm glad they made it into a TV show, not a movie, because the movie would have stunk. But doing it like this, like a six-episode TV show, really worked. Yeah, I don't think being better than Black Widow set the bar too high. Yeah, not a high Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. And for me... It's one of the better things that the Marvel Universe has done in recent years, especially. But it has the absolute worst fucking thing they have ever put in a scene ever in it. Oh, yeah. You didn't like the musical thing, did you? Oh, that end credit scene was torture. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... You actually watched it? You forced yourself to watch that thing? Well, because I thought something fun was going to happen. Like, the stage was going to collapse and there'd be like a villain all like. Oh, that, that's why no. I just like fast forwarded through it. Hoping something would happen, or it would like get lit on fire or something, anything. Yeah, they, and nothing. <laughs> they, they yeah, I didn't even watch the whole like, thing. Though. They should have even just like given you a shot of somebody in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like something. But yeah, all they did was just play the entire cringy number. Oh, uh, number! It was so cringy. Which yeah. doesn't yeah, make cool. any sense because like the whole time that it was in the actual scene that it was in. Hawkeye and his kids are cringing at it, so it's like they know it's bad. Why would they make that the last five minutes of the show? Maybe it was like a practical to make you suffer because you were hoping for something. Even the director director of the show didn't know 
that they were putting that at the end of the you know the end credits no there was there was two different things that they wanted to go with that i'll get into when we get to the end yeah and they decided to go with a shitty musical number well i guess one of them they couldn't film for actor schedules and the other one they didn't want to ruin a moment that's in the end in the last episode which like i said i'll explain both of them when we get there but yeah apparently this was just what was on hand i will say hey i i could do this all day (laughs) (laughs) you didn't you didn't hit the right note on that though you gotta you gotta sing it there's no there's no singing from me right now He might blow along. <laughs> and I mean, I, I thought that was pretty in tune considering he's on a pap spear machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say, I think uh, I have my problem with the, with the Spider-Man Noah home and credit scene. I feel like that's two projects in a row. We got that. They really mailed in the, the Noah, the end credit scene. Yeah, like it's almost like yeah, it was but there. Uh, just because home, they had... it was different because they already set the bar with previous Spider-Man movies. Like you never got a decent uh, end credit scene. That's true, but yeah, at the same time, like the Captain America thing. But like, at yeah, the... they had the Captain America thing and into the Spider Wars uh, trailer. But at the end of the day, like, yes, you were hoping for it, some you know, because it's a Marvel thing. But then, like, yeah, yeah. well, they already did stuff previously, so I wasn't too disappointed. But like with at, Hawkeye, at, I was hoping for something. But like at this point, it feels like they're only throwing them in just because they have to, because they're Marvel movies. Like it's not because it's going to lead to something else, or it, it's like a good punch to at the end to keep people talking, right? Like it's just there because oh fuck, we're Marvel. We need to do something after the credits. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: like at this point, you think through the credits, like you got to give me something, you know? Yep. But I feel like it's so easy because they have so many projects going. Like I was kind of exactly. down that they exactly. did the, the Doctor Strange uh, preview as an end credit scene. Like it kind of for me, it's like just show that scene of him talking to Scarlet Witch. Like, like you you have so much material to do these end credit scenes with. I wish well, I they'd think, be a little more creative with it. Well, I think they wanna. I think they wanna separate like the, for the end credit scenes, like movies and shows. Because I haven't really seen in any of these shows like something going towards the movies, as far as I can remember. Yeah, and, but they did I, it, and vice versa. You know, they did it. No, they did it with uh, the Scarlet, the Black Widow end credit scene. Was what's her name getting the uh, Clint Barton went thing. to this show? Yeah, yeah went to this show. So Elena think, Belova, uh, yeah, Florence yeah, with Park. Disney Plus, I think they could do more of that. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I forgot that uh, Elaine Bennett was in. Was the end credit scene? Countess Which... Elaine Bennett. <laughs> yeah, Elaine. I'm I'm kind of surprised she wasn't in Hawkeye at some point. I thought she was. I'm not her. as much, just because I don't think she played whatever they're doing with her. Like you know, having uh, Elena there and helping show up and everything else, you just kind of felt there was enough stuff already. True enough, I guess. Yeah, when you're already using Kingpin as your big reveal at the end, in the last episode, it's haven't. But like, I don't know. It just seemed like she should have been there somewhere because, like, the Disney. No, Plus, I get it, but it's, you know. right, right now it seems like the Disney Plus shows the two things that they're actually setting up as a through line are Thunderbolts and Young Avengers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. she seems like she's going to be a big part of Thunderbolts. So I'm surprised she didn't show up to like even just to have a talk with Maya before Echo series shows up or whatever, right? Like, 
you know what? You yeah. bring up a good you bring up a good point because um in the show, obviously we're gonna get into spoilers, so I'm just gonna say it now. So in the show, um Elena gets um hired by uh Kate's mother, uh yeah. who is hired by Kingpin, but in the end credit scene, Elaine is the one that gives her the papers that say, you know, for Clint. So it's like, did this like change from then? Like, because that's kind of like a continuity error, I think. No? Or maybe um, Elaine is working for Kingpin? I don't know. Well, no, it's Elaine is still just a hired assassin, but like, I, I yeah, I thought she was working no, I'm, I'm with saying, the other one. But... No, I'm saying uh, Elaine, like, you know, I don't know what oh, okay, I oh, okay. Countess Elaine. You know, yeah. I can't remember what her real name is in the show. Okay, but, I uh, thought that I thought that was just your fucking New England accent trying to say Yelena. Oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was thinking I say that's not how you say it. But <laughs> no, no, I know exactly what you're saying. But, <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. the the best it, thing it, I hope it, happens is I like hope we're I hope we get some backstory. Uh, I hope we get some backstory in uh, George Casanza's like a uh, side character. Like that would be amazing. You yeah. don't go back. You know, he's Uncle, He's Uncle Ben. ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, you know? see I, I want Joe Pesci from fucking <laughs> my cousin Vinny. Listen, I'm okay with George hey. being Uncle Ben as long as they celebrate Festivus. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, this has probably been my favorite of the the four Disney Plus shows that they've done so far, just because I always kind of felt like Hawkeye was the perfect character to do one of these for like he would never carry a film and you know it gives him yep. this kind of story kind of like black widow wouldn't carry a movie but she still got yeah well yeah. You know. so i'm well, still glad they didn't do that with hawkeye just because yeah. like, his character worked way better with the tv show but clint uh... barton as somebody else could probably carry a movie but with uh jeremy renner his movies tend to not do so great and he's not a great leading guy. He's good yeah, when he's he, in an ensemble. But you can say yep. that about Chris Hemsworth in every other movie that he's had, like, besides the Marvel movies, right? Like, Marvel knows how to make people fucking stars. Like, they know how to play to the strengths to make them the best they are, right? Yep. Well, true. So maybe, I, maybe we should do, like, the quick, like, two-sentence <laughs> on this show. Um, Clint basically takes his kids to New York for Christmas, and... Uh, he finds out that somebody stole the Ronin outfit from like a criminal auction and he decides he has to go and stop that person from doing anything with it. Uh, as I thought it was, be- and Tim and I had this discussion yesterday, I, I thought it was because he didn't want his activities as Ronin, he didn't want to be tied to that stuff because he didn't want to go to jail. Uh Tim made the argument that it's actually just protecting his family so that, like, his enemies that he accumulated as Roman wouldn't figure out where his family was. I think he made uh, the right argument. I, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the same side on this yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he then meets uh, Kate Bishop, who he sort of reluctantly ends up helping as she discovers that her mother, who runs, like, a private well, security company... T- time out. You missed... The Ronin suit was at an fucking like super villain auction where they were selling off like Shatari stuff. I did call it a criminal auction, Brent. Oh, I didn't hear that part. (laughs) But yeah, Kate gets the Ronin suit. She rescues the one-eyed dog 
and he sees her on the news and that's where he tracks her down at that's the, the yeah mm. there's there's some connective tissue there yep i also feel like every third word i say in this plot should be bro um but yeah, bro. I'm, but i'm not gonna do that uh, so she kate finds out that her mom is tied to uh wilson fisk played by vincent d'onofrio from the netflix material and uh there was a whole big thing at the end where what exactly was the motivation behind that? Like the whole big thing at the end. I don't honestly don't remember. Yeah, which big um, thing? The big well, battle, which the thing? big fight at the end. What was the motivation behind that? Like well she was the the one on the skating ring? Yeah. Because, because uh wait, are you talking about Well with the Yeah, the the tracksuits all wanted to you know, they had to take them all out and then uh he started to find out that old Kingpin was behind it all, so he became the the head yep. enemy. Yeah, well, yeah all well, culminating well, with a great well, her her mom yeah. tried to be like, "Okay, Fisk, I'm out," and he was just like, yeah. "Fuck you! I'm wearing yeah. my Christmas suit and I'm fucking people up." Right. And like he was like, yeah, "You don't get out that easy." And he was trying to beat up the mom, but the, that's why the girl, mm. that's why Kate Bishop had to go and fight Kingpin while Hawkeye yep. fought all of the tracksuits. Yep, and you also have. Um, Maya Lopez shows up, Echo, who is working with the Kingpin, which is comic accurate. Um, and is apparently and, his niece. Uh, we'll get into that. I think I that's more like Sopranos the we're, family we're, than it is actual we're gonna family. Get, we're going to get into the comic. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like, I took her in, so, you know, not necessarily. We're going to get niece, into the, yeah. the comic of all that in a minute, uh, because right. I do think they take very, very liberally from her comic origin while kind of slanting some of it around. Um, and also very liberally from everybody's comic origin. Yep, very true. And as we've already mentioned, uh, Yelena Belova, played by Florence Pugh, makes her return to the universe here, trying to, uh, as you find out, as I believe Justin said, hired by Kate's mom to kill Clint for reasons. Uh, and Kate Bishop, and then keeps talking to Kate Bishop, and keeps saying Kate Bishop. Yep. But and I, I gotta I, say, so honestly, Yelena was one of the only characters throughout the whole show that had chemistry with every uh, character that she was in a scene with. Oh, she's great. Like, yeah, yeah. No, she oh, yeah. she impressed me in this one. Like I wasn't big on her from oh, uh, the Black Widow movie. Oh, I thought she was the best thing about that movie. Well, she was, but was, I mean that oh. again. We were low bars, right? Like, <laughs> yep, very much. So, like, was yeah, but it was got the feeling that they were setting her up to be the next Black Widow in the MCU. Now that Natasha's dead, yeah. Oh, they definitely are doing that. I think. Um, so, so you know, I don't think there's any question about that. So yeah, and it also has the undertone of like Clint's trying to get back to his family in wherever that was the that safe house they were in for Christmas. So it kind of gave it sort of a. At least for me, it sort of gave it like a diehardy feel. I mean, well, it's, and, it it gives it that Q, Christmas story. Fucking yep. the father's trying to get like, yeah, yep. like and yeah, cue yeah. my cue my wife yelling from the corner that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Um, she's not in the room, so but oh, tell her that she's wrong. Her. Josh. I'm it, sorry, yeah. Lord Vader. What now? I said, good thing Josh is in here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have any any problem filling in four episodes to the end of the year if he had that fucking conversation going. Nope, nope. Uh, so one of the things that I have to mention about this show in general, like I said, I thought Florence Pugh was great. I thought 
Jeremy Renner brought his A game as much as he can for this character who up to now hasn't really gotten that much to do. Um, my biggest problem, and I, Tim, I think you kind of agree with me in this to a degree, is Echo. <clears throat> Not the origin of it as much. I think the origin they got kind of right. But knowing that they're going to give this person a show, she's not great. Um, Wait, she didn't get a show? Echo's getting a show, yeah. (coughs) Why? And I don't think she was all that great. Um, I totally forgot about that until you just mentioned it. It was in that. Why is she getting uh, a show? That makes no sense. Well, that's one of the reasons why they changed one of the potential end credit scenes. Okay. Was because because huh. when when she gets the like the camera pans out and she does the gunshot right, mm-hmm. that's yeah. supposed to be her like walk away like okay moment that leaves you wanting to see her show, but the last scene one of them that they proposed was Hawkeye shows up and he and like Kingpin's like not dead he's like gloating about being of course alive, he's not whatever. dead obviously right but anyway. <laughs> Hawkeye shows up, he drops something on the desk and he says, if you ever come after me and my family or Kate Bishop, I'm coming back for you. And then it just ends. And they didn't want to use that because then it do- it breaks the teaser that they're apparently going to go with for Echo, I guess. Because I'm imagining Kingpin's going to be a big part of that show. Right. There's Yeah, there's no way he's dead. And just, you know, there's no way. Aside, um, I was reading an interview with uh, Vincent uh, DiNario and uh, he said that Obviously, they're all sworn to secrecy, but he says that he doesn't know when the kingpin's coming back. And bullshit. Enjoyed, but he enjoyed being same way Garfield and Toby and Toby went on like, "Oh, we're not in No Way Home. We're not in No Way Home." But the thing is, No Way Home came out as this show was wrapping up, right? And pretty well the last week of it, right? Yeah. So they dropped a big character in No Way Home in Daredevil. Matt Murdock is now established in the MCU, right? Yeah. So, so what are the chances that Echo is just being the name that they went with to announce the slot and it's actually going to turn out to be a lot of Kingpin and Daredevil with just her in the mix? Oh, like it's not an Echo show? That would make sense. Well, that's I'm kind of thinking like it might still be called Echo, but like it's sounding and looking a lot like that could be where they do Daredevil and Kingpin and set up a lot of that story in the actual MCU. And she's just going to be a peripheral character, like the point of view character for that. You know what I mean? They could. Well, that would make a lot more sense than actually having an Echo show. Right. That's about Echo. That's what I'm thinking. Like it's uh, it's conspiracy theory at this point, but it does make more sense than any other scenario that I can come up with on like why she'd be getting a show right now, or like in the next. Yeah, because her getting a show makes no sense. I mean, if you go Echo Kingpin's underground. If you go by the the comic origin of this character, right? She's she was originally a daredevil villain mm-hmm. who I believe she was a mutant with the Taskmaster powers or something. And uh, Fisk Fisk found her and thought she would have value, so she killed her dad and raised her to kill Matt Murdock. And I believe the I believe the difference between her and the Taskmaster was in the comic books at least was taskmaster had to actually physically see somebody in order to copy whatever they were doing well no he could watch a videotape or something he could see like videotape she could see like videotape and still do it um i don't think they did a particularly good job in what little she was shown on this show explaining how that works um 
but I don't think I that. Think, I think one thing with her character is kind of like you're getting at. Um, if she has a show where it digs into her backstory and she's interacting with Daredevil, Kingpin, and all this other stuff the whole time, like if it's her dealing with all these other characters that we like more, I think that may be able to carry a show yeah. with her. So maybe they yeah. just, you know, like, kind of, I, I think, but not necessarily like it's just simply uh, a title and a slot. Like, I think it will actually be her show. But I think you're right. They gave us Daredevil, they gave us Kingpin. So they can have enough stuff that carries her yeah. show. Yep. And like they save that as a real relatively good surprise. Like we all kind of heard rumors that Charlie Cox was going to be in Spider Man and that fucking D'Onofrio was doing something that everyone assumed was going to be Hawkeye, right? But like yep. to actually pull it off where like both of those drop in the same week, they're doing something with that sooner than later. And I think Echo is going to be where it's at just because they can. It's all set up to do it. Right. Yeah. And, like, and to be yeah. honest with you, that kind of leads into one of my uh, uh, dislikes of this show, which was uh, I think there was just like way too many characters, like that, like they were trying to squeeze in here between Kingpin and Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and then the tracksuit gang and then Echo and then and know, all that. So far, like it was nobody has brought them. up the fact that the swordsman was in this yet. So that's yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that who he was supposed yeah, to be? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I never knew how to pronounce that name, but now I know. Ah, okay. It's Duquesne. I always thought it was Dunquise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think they did have a lot of characters. Uh, to your point, that's why I think we have the biggest like head scratcher on the Echo deal because of all the characters. She was like the most forgettable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I do think though that having all the characters is what made it kind of interesting. I don't know if I would have liked it at all if they didn't give me all that that fanfare that I wanted, all that, all that yeah. stuff at the end of all the characters. I think it would have been uh, pretty boring, but I could have went without. Yeah, had they had removed that and made it skinnier character-wise, I don't think it would have been so, as good a show. But Even think... though some of those like say, side characters is like, why are they in this thing? Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of made the show. But I think it's uh, really what Hawkeye is kind of, you know, with him. Like he was yeah. always the sighter. But you could have you could have got rid of a few of them, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the, yeah. Like constantly bringing back the LARPers was a little unnecessary. But like uh-huh. I get what they were going for. They were trying to do that like Ant-Man's buddies fucking dynamic with them and stuff. And it, yep. it, it, it kind of worked. Like they weren't the worst of filler characters. No, but it was funny the first time. And then every other time they kept showing up, it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he was trying to like humanize Clint because Clint is kind of like standoffish, doesn't really talk to many people, really only talks to Natasha, you know. So I think they were trying to kind of create a personality around him that really wasn't created in any of the movies or stuff like that. And because he got no screen time in any of the movies, exactly. Well, so, yeah, he was basically <laughs> Hawkeye up and up until this one was basically just. Jason Bourne before he left the agency. And apparently we <laughs> find out that uh, his wife works for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it's pro- probably Mockingbird. Yes, I'm just yeah. going to assume the wife Yeah, and that, that brings me to the old agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the fact that this kind of totally erases them from the, th- from the canon. And yeah, that I brings they, me I, to the fact of, is that really a bad thing? I was going to say, <laughs> I think they stopped acknowledging Well, like for the first four seasons, no... Well, yeah, but like 
first four seasons are okay, like up to Ghost Rider. But then with the whole space thing and the creeping and the time travel thing and Aida thing and everything else that happens later, sure. But like this show, the show that started off the premise, like Coulson was kept alive and he got his to run his own team. Yeah, but if you throw that out, show, if for you, the most part, if you throw that part out though, like if you throw out Agents of Shield, you can still bring Coulson back and you like cherry pick the best parts of the show to bring back in, like. Well, true, but uh, with the Asian uh, dude that showed up in uh, Ant Man, I don't think they're bringing Coulson back at any point. Probably like, not. I would love to if they did, but I think like I don't know what like general fan reaction to Coulson is. I just know I love that character. Like, and if they bring brought him back to any of the movies that other show, like I would expect them to give him some screen time. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, uh, I mean, I think everybody, well, at least like eighty percent of the fans of the MCU love Coulson. You know, so that's the whole reason why they. Who's making margaritas? That machine yeah. or a dog? Huh? I know somebody was shaking up a cocktail or something. I thought someone oh, was using a cat litter, and I just didn't want to be rude. Yeah. That's, you're talking about that scraping noise? Yes, that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's uh, the cat. Oh, okay. oh, right on. I nailed it. Nice <laughs> job, dude. Uh, what did we think of, uh, Brent, you'd mentioned the Young Avengers setup, and we are one step closer to that now. Well, uh, okay, so what far. Did we, what did we all think of Kate Bishop? I, I wasn't big on her the first two episodes, and then there was a point where it was just like, you know what, she's actually kind of like, quirky fun so like it, it, from that point on I, I think she like, grows into it the more shows it goes on and once you hit like her and Yelena together I was like okay I get what they're going for with this character and this is actually kind of fun like yep. yeah she grew on me yep me too yep yep yeah yeah she was you know I I like the actress anyway like in all the stuff she's been in and uh, yeah I think you know by the time this show ends you know it works could we see a uh second season of this show with her at its center I, I, wouldn't. Mm, I wouldn't call it second season I would yeah. more be Kate Bishop and the new Avengers or, something, or the young Avengers or whatever well, yeah, yeah that's, that's... Like, it's doable because like the moment they introduced Kate Bishop you knew they were going to move on from Hawkeye at some point and she's going to be the new Hawkeye so that's happening down the line now it's just yeah, a matter of how like they pull it off I feel like that's what that thing at the end was where she was throwing names out and Clinton was just like, hey, I have an idea. And then the then it cut out. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, that, yeah. that could be set up for either giving her Hawkeye or her taking the stupid uh, fucking, what was it, Hawkingbird that she had for a while? All right. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Yeah, I think you're right. Right, because like if his wife was Mockingbird and she's going to train her to do some fucking shield shit on you know, the farm while they're hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it would make sense that she kind of blends the two. But, yep. again, that remains to be seen. That's. But I, you're uh... right, Brent. All, we, all we need is uh, Hulkling and Iron Lad, and we've got it. And even Iron Lad, they could do Riri Williams. They could do oh. Tony Stark's kid in a suit when she's a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's ways yeah, to spin that without actually having to get into the camp. But we're getting Kang the Conqueror and we already had Immortus, so... Yep. Maybe? I'm of the opinion... Well, I think with the, the kid showing up at Tony Renault, the kid from Iron Man 3, it kind of felt like natural maybe they're setting him up to be the Iron Lad. That could be. Yeah. yeah. 
But like I said, I mean, like, not necessarily, of course, but like just well, feels no, yeah, like but that's I'm the thing. Like, there, that direction. there's like three or four setups that they could go with to replace the actual Kang Iron Lad character, and they could actually even go with that now once they have fucking Kang established in the Ant Man movie. Ant Man movie. Yep. And in yeah. uh, Quantum Mania, yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I still am of the opinion, and I know we talked about this on a prior show. It was probably uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, maybe. That I think instead of Hulkling and Iron Lad, they're going to go with Ironheart and Miss Marvel, which wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. But, but again, there's ways they can spin it, and like, but with uh, Captain Marvel two coming, they could be setting up scrolls, so we could end up with Hulkling there. Yeah, we you, could. That's you know what true. I mean? Like, well, little... yeah, and even Secret Invasion, I think he's setting up scrolls at some point. Yep. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. So yeah, I liked what this took from the. I read a little bit of the the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run, which is what this is this is coming from. Um, I like the fact that they made the tracksuit guys a little more than comic relief, because uh, that's basically all they are in that comic. Um, so that that at least was fun. Um. I think they did enough to make it believable and make them still funny. Yeah, yeah. Corey thought the the trust a bro moving van was pretty funny. Every time that yeah. came on screen, she started laughing. And I gotta say, as like a as like a movie guy, I did love some of the ways they they shot it. Like when they did that car chase scene and they yeah. did one continuous shot and stuff. Like they did some fun stuff that yeah that was made cool. me smile. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it mixed like. It was a good. It was a good. It was good for Marvel. Like it, it was on par with any of the best stuff they've done. Like it didn't get too fucking like yeah, preachy on politics or anything. Like they didn't try to sneak in a fucking hidden message. They just told a story, and it's like okay, I'm good with that. Well, I think the story too is that Hawkeye has always been the reluctant hero, and he's always had this vibe of like he really just wants to do his job and get back to his family. And then, you know, the whole show, he's dealing with uh, what he did as Ronan when his family got snapped away, right? So his family gets snapped away, he goes and starts murking everybody and just slaughtering dudes. And then his family comes back. And so now he's in this awkward spot of like, oh, shit, yeah, I, uh, I, just, I just went crazy for five years. Um, I better clean this up a little bit. And so, you know, that, that was definitely an interesting storyline that I kind of enjoyed was him kind of dealing with uh what he did so he could just kind of get back to the life that he wants to live which also makes sense in setting up kate bishop as the next hawkeye is like he's gonna die he's gonna go home yeah be with the family yep i also like the fact that the the show acknowledged that he is hard of hearing and they gave it a good explanation that has always been a thing in the comics too but i don't remember how they got there um, it's a it's it kind of reminded me of Archer where he's just always bitching about his tinnitus. Oh, okay, I've never watched that. But, <laughs> oh, okay, great. So yeah, no, I I enjoyed his story. If if you never see him again, or if he never gets his own show again, I think that was a a good a good little send thing off. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a good think, way for him to go. Oh, yeah. That becomes the last thing he does. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see I don't see a season two of this, and I don't see. Um, Probably Jeremy Renner ever really coming back unless it's just like a cameo thing. Yeah. I think he might show in flashbacks or whatever they end up doing with Kate. 
think that yeah, would kind of make like sense maybe. if he's yeah. on the farm with uh, Clint and Julia on, sorry, Laura, and they're training her or whatever. Yeah, I could see that. I also kind of like this one because to me it didn't have like, I feel like as good as the other ones have been, they're kind of, it's so burdened with setup for other things that it's kind of like, oh, well, where is this going? Um, you know, I, I found myself watching as much as I enjoyed the other three. I found myself watching going like, what is this leading to? Well, oh, my God. I mean, we, we, we've been talking about how much setup was in this. Like, there was obviously a ton of setup in it. But I did. I think I left. At least I left it feeling some closure for the, yeah. the Hawkeye character. And I just kind of found it to be fun. I didn't yeah. find it to be, like, burdened by all that. Like, you're right that that it is there. Yeah. It's just the other ones are a little heavier with it. It's just like, oh, my God. Um, but this one, I was very much like, yeah, you're right. The setup is there if you want it. But at the same time, it's also a very straightforward plot, uh, kind of a fun show, you know. I would easily, and not that I'm not eventually going to watch all of these things again anyway, but this one I would definitely just pop in someday if I was bored. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah. So far of all of them, this one I, I could see myself rewatching at some point. Just being like, hey man, I kind of want to watch Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, it's wholesome in that way. Just like, yeah, you can watch it. You don't have to worry about like how it ties into any other stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't it's require, there, like, but it's like, it doesn't take away from you know what the show is. Like we said, it if it's gonna be Hawkeye send off, which feels like it will, it's pretty solidly done. Yeah, absolutely. can't argue yeah. with that. And it's not one of those ones where I feel like, oh, you should probably watch this first for this to make sense and whatever. You just pop it right. Oh in. yeah, not at all. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um. <laughs> trying to think what else can we hit here this one is so simple i'm not sure what else we can get to even i will i will say we talked about it a little bit but i freaking loved the larpers like i thought i was just sitting there watching it thinking man like marvel just working larpers into a series is just uh amazing (laughs) so i thought it was pretty funny some of, one of the writers or something is a LARPer because that's the only way you can explain something like that. I would think, yeah, somebody at least is at least familiar. Like with somebody it. who I mean, worked on the show is probably like a LARPer or knows a LARPer, and he was like, "Hey, it'd be really if you work this into the show." Well, I mean, I feel like I, you know, I uh, I've never LARPed. Um, I've never really taken any steps towards LARPing ever. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm very That's kind aware. of strong denial. What are you hiding? Yeah, I know. You guys are going to have a video turn up on the internet <laughs> later. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't thrown me off the hill yet. He might do that in some sort of, like, medieval outfit. Yeah, yeah, I got to do something <laughs> yeah. to use. Hashtag subscribe to my YouTube channel. You see that um, but, uh, but, no, I mean, I think, I think it's in, like, a, it's, it's mainstream culture enough. I remember the lightning bolt video. I don't know if anybody else remembers the lightning bolt video. Where the guys throwing the ping pong ball, saying "lightning bolt, lightning bolt," yep. and that went viral. And I think that was people's introduction to LARPing. Um, but I do think I have I no mean, idea, man. That never made its way here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think LARPing's a pretty, pretty mainstream thing, and I just thought it was really creative for them to like incorporate it in such a way because it was hilarious to me. Like I thought yeah. it was so funny because I mean you're a nerd you're watching the show and i mean like i said we're not larpers but i think we identified a little bit with like that guy who's like no man you gotta like 
you don't know what this would mean to me, you know, if you yeah. let me, if you let me take you <laughs> out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it but was like, good. It was good. It's um, uh, in a way they did it where you can kind of respect it because like they all ended up being somewhat useful in other yeah. tasks in daily life. They weren't just yeah. like the stereotype of a fucking what a larper would be. So like. I th- I think they actually like they were more respectful than a lot of things that be that do larping, so yep. it was like it came across as actually genuine, even though it was like a silly thing. Like <laughs> I don't know. I think the thing is is I that- don't think it wasn't supposed to be a spoof or whatever, but they whoever work whoever decided to work it into the show, like they put time and effort to actually make it genuine, not just like but hey, like here's a couple of sticks and like just bang around. But I think that the the most genius part of it is that if we were if we lived in the MCU, right? Like, what would we say if Hawkeye walked into our apartment? You know, True. and I think I think that was the the genius of that was like just seeing normal people, and then like what happens when Hawkeye walks into your apartment and you live in the MCU? Like, that's I've always said I would love just a sitcom that was just about a normal family. It just happened to take place in the MCU. I always thought that would be. Uh, interesting premise and for me it was like yeah like Hawkeye walks into your apartment and how much do you nerd out when, yeah. when that happens well you know what's funny as you say that I just had a thought of like if you ask most like comic readers and whatever and even oh, like fans of these movies a lot of people will probably argue that like Hawkeye is the most useless of the Avengers yeah. generally yeah. and then you have these people who are like the second he walks into their apartment, they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And it's like any fan would just be like, hey, he's just the guy with the arrows, whatever. You know, give me give me the guy with the hammer instead or whatever, you know. And I think the I think Hawkeye is like the perfect character to this on because I don't think he would work with any other character to such a degree. Yeah. Well, he's, and he's also like the way Renner plays it. He's like, you know, like if it was let's just throw out like if it was. Tony Stark, he'd be like, "Oh, I have fanboys, yay!" Yeah, he's you know? a reluctant hero. Yep, and like, and with well, Clint, that's the thing. Like, he, he I don't used really to... give a shit. But like, they worked well with the backstory that they, the little bit that they did give him, because he was always a Shield guy, so he would have been like no named anonymous. So like, even just the fact that he has any attention, he'd just be like, "Okay, well, I'm terrible at my jobs now. Like, what am I?" Yeah, right. Oh, even, but I'm like, pretty sure he even said on one episode, he's like, "My whole idea is not to be noticed." Well, right, like. Yep. So, like, they played well with that. And then, like, they did work in, like, okay, there would be a, like, weird... Now that they worked in Yelena as awkwardly as they did in Black Widow, like, at least they did set it up where, like, okay, she knows that, like, Hawkeye was somehow involved, so she'd want a fucking like revenge story kind of thing where, like, she finds out it wasn't his fault and they end up they end up buddies. You know what I mean? Like... I will say well, that, that was, was, was going to happen all the way, like... But that was the moment that, you I got introduced in Black Widow, you knew this was like coming. Well, that's that, just that, it. Especially like, the post credit scene. But like that, that actually built up something for Hawkeye to have as a storyline to work with instead of just going in like as blank as what they did with Wanda, right? Oh yeah, true. Very true. I will say that was the one it's thing. Like though, the whole that... whole show feels wholesome. Just you know. That was the one thing though I didn't really I thought was kind of bullshit was like Yelena's this, you know, Black Widow, sharp, can't get anything over on her. But, uh, you know, Elaine walks up and is like, hey, this person is responsible for your sister's death. And she's just like, okay, that must be true. Right? Like, that, Yeah, that but you have to understand, she's, she's been gone for five years. No. Like, she has no idea. So 
yeah, yes, just... you can look at the holes in that story, but at the same time, like you needed her to be dead care. Like the fight with Hawkeye that happened at the skating ring, that was gonna happen. No but matter her... how you turn it, like that was gonna happen. Gonna have that confrontation, and in that confrontation, Hawkeye was gonna tell her how Natasha actually died. They were kind of become buddies or whatever, but which her... is what ended up happening. Her her blindness of like, oh, Elaine says she did it. He did it, so he must have done it. Like that part never really, like I don't know. Oh, seemed, I... Seemed to, I know they had to have it for the plot. But that was the one part of the plot. That I, I have a with. I have a similar issue with it, but not that. Yeah. My issue with it was while he's fighting her. If I, uh, I mean, I could be wrong. I watched it like last week or whatever. I don't think he ever says, you know, like he's fighting her and he knows who she is because obviously Natasha told him about her and whatever. Yeah. He, in in all the fighting and all the talking they're doing during the fighting, he never just outright says, "I did not kill her." He kind of like goes like he tries to. He kind but of she goes, like, well, she she made a choice and she you know and like she made a sacrifice. He never says, "I did not kill her." What are you doing? You know, like to me that would be the. I, I could be wrong, but I think at the point before the fight itself does start, he tries to, but yeah, she doesn't want to hear. Over here, over here at the Macy Ranch, that's just our our least favorite part of the plot yeah i'd have to go back and look at that again but i mean it just seemed kind of like i think he just tried he does try to at one point but she just just, doesn't want to hear it as you said tim it just kind of seems like that thing where they're both being like collectively stupid for the benefit of whatever the story is and at the same time i think uh, kate bishop did tell her like he didn't kill her and she was like yeah i don't believe you yeah yeah i I think the problem is is that he doesn't believe that he didn't kill her. Yeah. Because, oh, like he thinks yeah. he caused it. So yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's never really said that he didn't kill her, but you know he was trying to say. Yeah, because if he fought, even you know, what Yelena said, like had he fought like harder to stop her, you know she'd yeah. be alive. Well, yeah, and I think you get that thing from him where he feels bad about it every day. So if if yeah. she did kill him, he wouldn't. Yeah, like, because basically she was his best friend, and, and like, that, he does. Partially blame like, himself for her death. Like he's got enough built-in guilt that yeah, you believe yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I actually I, thought she was going to kill him. I thought she was going to succeed succeed in killing him, and then that would be I, the I end. Did for, well, that that's kind of what I was thinking, John. I knew that wasn't gonna happen because if he if she killed him, like at no point would she actually find out what happened with Natasha. Really, so they had to have the conversation. Yeah, they but, had but, to happen. I kind of agree with John. Like, I thought she was going to end up, like, giving him the kill shot, and then he was going to say something that fucking made her believe him, and you're like, oh. And that's right, how after gonna... she'd already done it. And that's, and that's how they like, were going to pass the to- thing. Yeah. But I thought that's how they were yeah, going to be, Yeah, but it's still, like, was better done than had they actually killed him off straight away. Oh, it's Kill more people. That's my It's definitely opinion. better, but, like, after the streak of, like, you have to kill the past to try and make the new thing look even better fucking movies reboots oh yeah i get it like i thought that's how they were gonna go and i'm actually really happy that they didn't just kill off hawkeye like he's still around if they want to use him for a here and there like instead of just yeah, being like okay clean, kill the past really here's tried, the new like, like yeah yeah but i still gone. feel like at some point like you know with clint like we did mention like he never got like fully any of the Avengers movies so he was always like this deep 
Sadie character, like he's the whole ES family drama and everything, but he it always did put back. more aim on himself. Like he did carry more weight for the stuff that he maybe shouldn't have. And uh, this just goes to Jeremy Renner's like act how well he actually plays this character. Yeah, that I really enjoy. I want to show with him and the wife doing shield shit, even if it's like flashbacks and stuff. Like I would love that. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, just going back to uh, the whole like why Elena would believe Count Elaine. Um, I think it's because if when you watch Black Widow, you can see how much emotion she has towards Natasha and stuff like that, and the bond that she has and stuff. So after being gone for five years and and being confused about the whole blip thing, and then being told that Natasha died and that this guy killed her, you know what I mean? I could see the emotional side of her coming out as opposed to the Black Widow side. Which then made Bishop's mom harder to kill Clint. She jumped yeah. on the opponent. Because it was perfect. Like She gets paid and she gets to kill Clint. I can also it was see really that. like the, the, well, I'm the animosity. Starting believe, I'm starting to believe that, that Count Elaine is like working for Kingpin or Kate Bishop's mom or something like that because it doesn't really make sense with that end credit scene and then their explanation in the last episode. It's very confusing. So I, I think Elaine well, well, will be higher up. I don't think she'll be under. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think she's going to be more government and she's going to start like either Dark Avengers or uh, Thunderbolts. Yeah. yeah. Or like a, a mix of the both by the sound of things. But anyway. Uh, well, weren't, weren't the Thunderbolts like, by... Uh, uh, Norman Osborn? Uh, yes, at one point yeah. uh, they were the Marvel equivalent of the, this is not what the Thunderbolts started off as, but they were at yeah. one point the Marvel equivalent of the Suicide Squad and yeah. they were run by they were run by uh, Norman Osborn was an inmate and then uh, uh, during the, during the uh, secret invasion thing he gets the kill shot on the, the scroll Empress yeah. person, and then they make yeah, they make him they make him head of the new shield after that, and then that leads into Dark Avengers and yep. All right, so uh-huh. if, we're, if we're just gonna be all over the place, which I enjoy, um, this is what we do. Yeah, do we do we think we'll see uh, another Norman Osborn in the MCU after No Way Home? That they is should. not. Nah, they should have left Defoe. Who plays him? That's what I would have done. Because Willem Dafoe did such a fantastic job of owning that character. Yeah. But I mean, the, the multiverse... Especially when you do whoever played uh, Osborn in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, two, which was like such a cry away from what Dafoe did. I, it takes something special and something down the line if it ever does happen. But the, the multiverse allows you to kind of seamlessly use somebody else if they want to. So I'm interested if they yeah, do. Oh, well, true. But at the same yeah. time, I think for most people, especially with No Home, the foe did such a fantastic job of playing the character. That but, just introducing another one, like it would be easier to introduce like another goblin or something. But I feel like the problem I'm not with that sure is, they're going to touch Osborne Wild. The, the problem with that is, is that, I mean, I think he came in and, and realized that there's no. Norman Osborn in this gap in this multiverse. Yeah, right? even said like Oscorp doesn't exist. Yeah, my kid's yeah. gone. Yeah, you know. So, but he, he just drives a lot of 
the storyline. So it's just kind of interesting to see if they just keep them completely out. Uh, where do we think Yelena shows up if she shows up again? Uh, whatever. The well, dark, she's definitely showing up. Either to the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts, whichever way they spin it, that's yeah, where I think they're... she's going to be. But what's, what's on the calendar? That or whatever the right Steco movie is. What, what do we think that we know exists right now that she could maybe show up in if they wanted to do that? Because none of that, like Thunderbolts and Dark Avengers. Like right now? Yeah. I'm only seeing it as any and as a post-credit scene appearance. Maybe. Well, I mean, she, she could... I don't think any that's coming out now is driving that like particular storyline. Well, well yeah. she could she could be one of those Nick Fury type characters that just kind of show up in everything they do for an episode, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, sure. Like she, she, you could see her in Shield. Well, I could see I, her pop up. In, maybe like, she shows up like in Blade or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. she could show up in She Hulk. She could show up in the Miss Marvel movie or the the yeah the Miss Marvel series that's coming up. She could show up yep. in the Miss Marvel movie, depending on if how much Earth stuff they do, which apparently well, that's. that's that's going to have some of the fucking characters from Disney Plus show up in it, like Monica Rambo and fuck, like that could be interesting. Like, yep. how are they going to pull all of the Marvel family characters in, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff that they can do now that they're actually mixing and matching and telling longer stories through the Disney Plus with contracts that can kind of jump in and out of other stories. Like, yep. true, true. Which brings me to, uh, I'm pretty sure the next show is going to be Miss Marvel. What are we, what are we thinking on that one? Uh, just to, to kind of add on to where she shows up next, I was just kind of looking through a list of the shows and stuff. I think the only ones that really make sense are Echo, or maybe uh, like She Hulk or something. Like mm. one of them that like have like you know real real people or whatever. It's not like aliens. I could see her on Moon Knight maybe too. Yeah, maybe Moonlight. Maybe maybe Moon Knight in like a in like an end credit scene. I I forgot about Moon Knight. Yeah. Or like uh, show him show him before he's Moon Knight, like when he's a mercenary and he runs across her somewhere. Yeah, right. Uh, Like Yeah. I wonder if they'll uh it all depends the wall point in like in the timeline they put him at. I wonder if they'll do more stuff in New York City now to make things easier as well. And don't forget, they've got well, Anthony. I think with Daredevil and Finn, like New York is definitely becoming yeah. a scene. They've still yep. got Anthony. Mackie. Gonna see it. Oh, they've, yep. Right. They've still got Falcon and fucking Bucky running around that can pop up anywhere. They've got uh, yep. fucking Kurt Russell's son that can pop up here and there. Like he's super powered now somewhere. Which apparently he's hanging out with Elaine. So yeah, like again, like it just seems like they're building towards either a Thunderbolts or like a mirror Avengers, like a Dark Avengers kind of thing, right? Yeah. And also, actually, the John Walker character has Thunderbolts ties too. He was at one mm-hmm. point during the uh, when they were more like the Suicide Squad. He was the Warden. Yep. So, I mean, there's definitely a connection there. And, I mean, don't forget, like, Elaine, Countess Elaine Bennett showed up, and she was all like, here's my business card. We'll be in touch. And then she did that to Yelena, right? Yep. Like, I'm surprised she didn't show up in Hawkeye and do that with Maya. Yeah, I kind of thought you might get that, too. Um, I do think if if, if the Echo show is an Echo show, 
Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, Brent, your idea of it, it's secretly a Daredevil show that she's just going to be in. Well, this um, is, yeah. I think that will be the next spot you will see uh, Fisk in where, like, she'll have him, like, tied up or something and she's trying to get information out of him or some shit. Um, or a uh, or a Howard the Duck scene where, like, Fisk got his ass kicked and he just kind of, she kind of strolls in and is like, well, what are we going to do or something, you know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I, we're coming up on an hour here. I mean, we could just do some, you know, I think we pretty much hit everything we wanted to here unless anybody has anything yeah. I missed. Um, tell us how you really feel. Not really. <laughs> I, I think we can. So uh, about the LARPing thing, Tim. Doing. What? You, you, you want to see some footage of me LARPing? I, uh... Put it on your YouTube channel. <laughs> or better yet, make it a four-part series and tape it tonight. That way we can hit 200. I, I got to nice. tell you, I, I had no idea what the LARPing thing was until until this. Oh, oh my gosh, hilarious. I had, I know, I had yeah. a high school teacher that did it for fun. Yeah, and We were kind of friends with him, but I, I never did it. But I mean, I was aware of it when I was in high Listen, school. Listen, John, we are all we friends. We were friends. I never Oh come on! We're up. If you want oh, to tell on. us about so a, much a, a denial guy, coming from me, family. A guy who walks around with metal rods on his arms is going to fit in one of those things, like carry swords and whatever else. Like no, dude, yeah, you fit it perfect. Yeah, just dude, I'm about to say like you'd be perfect for it. In yeah, a LARP, yeah. in a LARP community, that would make you like Baraka from fucking Mortal Kombat. Like you yeah. got the broken <laughs> blades. Like you're basically Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be like royalty, the LARPing community. I did, uh, I did, I did dress up for the uh, the Star Wars thing when I went to Disney World. I did, oh, I did right. that one day. Cool. Oh. So I guess the, that... pe- the people that do it seem like they have a lot of fucking fun doing it. So I'm not gonna knock yep. it. Like, yeah, power, power oh, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Like, but I like the fact that like they didn't go like Big Bang Theory about it, where like they made the basic stereotype of nerds. You know what I mean? Like, like no, they humanize the crap it, out of them. It's yeah. Well, it's so easy to go like lowest common denominator on yeah. like a group of people that do something weird, and like they didn't. They treated them with kind of respect. Like they all, like I said, like one guy was a firefighter, the other one like, yeah. made costumes. Like they all had like a, a skill that really fucking. Yeah, another one was a cop. So like yeah, really right. worked it into the story. Yeah, so like they didn't just make them like nerdy fucking fanboys in a basement, which like a lot of media was doing to fanboys, and it was like. Right, right. They were they were going the baseline stereotype, and this one at least they were like, no, it can be funny, but you can respect it at the same time. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. cool, I dig that. that yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, it, it was a great moment for fans because they were literally like putting fans in the show and making the fans a part of a show. Like it was, yeah, it was definitely an interesting thing. And I mean, Hawk, especially I around... being in the last episode. Yeah. When they were directing traffic, like when they put on the new stones and stuff. Like, yeah, that's like, pretty cool. And I like, prefer the LARPers to Ant Man's little schmucks. To don't say that. that much. Those guys are the best. I love those dudes. But like, yeah, like it's it's. Pena the- is a god, man. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I said with, with that group it's going for the ant-man dynamic but like hawkeye is a character that runs around with a bow and arrow there's a lot of robin hood fucking like yeah haha fucking in jokes there right so like it was a weird way of working in like the merry men and like some of the fucking like medieval yeah. fucking themes too and it's like yeah. okay like I, I get what they're going for like thematically like it was yeah 
It was actually well thought well, out. Well, like, it kind of fulfilled like a fan's dream. Like you would want to be there. Like you would want to put on the costume to some degree, I guess, and like be there. And that's that's exactly what they did. Like something that like a uh, regular fan sitting at home watch show can actually identify with Man. in a way. And I think they that's pretty cool. The, uh, they gave him the Ultimate Universe costume at the end, and I thought I thought you were gonna get a joke moment out of the. I thought they were going to give him the mask, and you're going to at least get a joke out of it. Um, yeah, no, the, Fox kind of ruined that for them when they did the what was it, the Wolverine, the end credit yeah. scene for that, where he opens up the box and he goes, "There's no way I'm wearing that." And it's just actually that was a, that was a cut scene that was never actually. <laughs> oh right, in the deleted scene territory. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Right, but I mean that's basically what you would have got if you got that moment. So it's like uh, I can kind of see why they didn't. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah. Come on, it's our last show of the of the year. What's the thing we're most excited <laughs> about for 2022? Yep, good question. What's, up, what's on the calendar? Um, probably 2023. <laughs> <laughs> well, huh? Well, no, it's I don't see any good coming of next year, so I'm just like uh, I'm looking forward to the year after. Okay, I'm putting uh, the Thor movies coming out, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a big Taika fan, so I'm putting Thor as the thing I'm most excited for. Yeah, that that might be a little cheerful. That could fucking brighten the fucking mood a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Moon Knight. Uh, All right. Moon Knight. Oscar, Oscar yeah. Isaac playing crazy Batman. Yes, please. Yeah, Moon Knight could be. I just I hope they have Frenchie. Yeah, you need that. Well, you need Frenchie, and it's like, who are you gonna get for that? Like, that's gonna be interesting. I bet they'll call him something else too. Well, how do you cast that character and not be offensive? Like, even if you race swap, you have to yeah, do something exactly. semi-offensive, and like it's it's gonna but be I, fun. They, they've they've taken stuff that was not great and made it okay. So yeah, I, I I think they'll do all right if they can salvage the Mandarin in any way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can fix. They can somehow uh, get you through Frenchie at least. Well, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more. Like, yeah, I'm not even gonna say we're, it on here because I don't want it to get fucking canceled. canceled. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Disney Plus here. They're uh, they are the king at uh, at being politically correct and figuring it out. Justin, well, that's uh, like when Black Panther came out. Did you ever think that you'd actually get the man ape? No. Yeah, they never called yeah. him that though. No, they didn't. Right. They handled they handled it way more tactfully than the comic book did. Yeah, but it, it's he was still there, and it was that character. It was Mbaku, and it was like, yeah, and he was from the ape tribe, and like, it's. I never thought they'd ever do that. And it was like, wow, that's. I know they're hiding it behind it, like, hey, look how fucking diverse we are, Shield. But like, that's still a pretty like wow thing to get away with. Yep. So they'll they'll figure it out. Justin, what do you got? Um, I'm probably gonna go down with uh, probably Doctor Strange too. Oh, okay. I am kind of looking forward, forward to that. And uh, I'm kind of going to go with uh, Moon Knight just because I've never read any of the Moon Knight stuff. And for years, I've been hearing everybody talk about how great Moon Knight is. And I am interested in seeing what the deal is. Uh, Moon Knight is a weird one because <laughs> it can be really good or it can be really shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, there's really no, no middle ground. Batman. Yeah, it's all going to depend on what version of it they try to do. I mean, yeah, they're trying to get me to read it. 
<laughs> I can give you. Let me let me know if you're interested in reading some of it. I can. I've read most of the stuff of the last six or eight years. I can give you a list. All right. So cool. in, in the right order and crap. So. Nice. What do you got, Milos? Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm. Oh, oh, the, yeah, the okay. holiday special. Yeah, oh. right. the movie's twenty three. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing with Holiday Special, but this that I'm really looking forward to see what they do with Secret Invasion. Yeah. Anybody know where that's That's coming next year, right? I don't know if it's 22 or not. I mean, they just started casting it. Um, yeah, I think I think that might be like mid 24, but I'm I not think, I'm not mm. sure where that falls on the schedule. But I think that was later. So I think Miss Marvel. I'm sick hoping it comes up next year. So. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk are the only ones we know. And, uh, okay, next year. so She-Hulk, I'm interested to do to see what they do, with, uh, especially with uh, Tatiana Maslany being uh, yeah, cast really into like it because too. I really, really like her. Like yeah. she, uh, what was the was show that she did? Uh, Orphan Black. Yeah, Orphan Black. She, she was fucking amazing. She was, and she played she like, playing 40 like 13 different, different characters. Yeah, like 40 was... different characters at one point, and like they were all different. Like she, she has some chops. So like, I'm like that helps. When they ca- and... they were like, now that they're doing She Hulk, I was like, what exactly are they gonna do with She Hulk? And then like, yeah, Tatiana Maslany is gonna do, it. and I was like, whoa, okay, now that I'm looking forward to. And okay. uh, put me down for She-Hulk, then. And, yeah. Yeah, put me down for she The second uh, end credit scene that I heard was supposed to be attached that they wanted to do early, but they never even got to film it because Charlie Cox's schedule wasn't... Yeah, they wanted to do something with Daredevil and Kingpin. I can't remember exactly, but, like... Yeah. Ooh. Basically, it was almost the same idea as what happened with Hawkeye, but I think it was, like, more of a teaser for Echo. Or, I'm not sure if it was Echo, but, yeah. It was a teaser for what's going to come with them, like... Um, basically Matt Murdock shows up and he says something or reads a newspaper about Wilson Fisk but they couldn't get Charlie Cox to film it because he was off doing something for She-Hulk so he's probably going to show up in at least a courtroom scene so is the is nobody else saying Thor the the not being excited about Lady Thor and what's her name being in it if it wasn't Portman I would yeah is nobody excited for Natalie Portman is that the problem (laughs) That's yeah, great. I'm not. I'm really looking forward just because YTT. I love him. I like his work. I loved most of the movies of his that I actually did watch, which was a couple of them. Uh, but like, yeah, like she bringing in Shitor, like, uh, like I read some of the early comic stuff with uh, Shitor, and like Natalie Portman in that role just doesn't. Doesn't see well with me. Like it's only gonna be interesting, of course. But and Marvel's one way or another, they're gonna knock it out of the park, like this lead to. But I'm like, what exactly do you see in that character that's movie worthy? Well, my whole thing too is if they follow the comic thing with her, where like she was going through cancer treatment at the time, and the you know the transformation back and forth was like mucking with the cancer treatment and then you have you know they don't sideline hemsworth entirely which i don't think they're gonna do um and no then, you can't do that like yeah. and then the guardians are in it. Out of MCU for some reason yeah and then the guardians are in it to some extent so that'll help too i mean so i mean i think 
I think he's right. I think there's a, a good chance that that one's going to end up being awesome. But the Portman of it all does kind of make me clunch up a little bit. Like, no. Well, but she was just in a crappy movie. You know, like, in, uh, in her she, defense. She, she's kind of a Bruce Willis to me, where, like, if it's a movie that she thinks she's going to win an award for, she's A-game. But if it's something, like, fanboyish that she's just making money on, she's, she kind of, like, meh her way through. Well, she also, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. look at the... If you look at the production history of the second one at all, like that was supposed to be directed by Patty Jenkins, who she really wanted to work with. Yeah. And they fired her yeah. because she produced, she gave them this script that had like no action in it whatsoever and mm-hmm. kills Thor at the end and whatever. And Marvel was just like, uh, no, what are you doing? <laughs> so they fired her and replaced her with that guy, Alan Taylor, and that apparently pissed Portman off, and she wanted out at that yeah. point. So, yeah, I, so, I mean, I'm not a big Natalie Portman fan, but I, I do know that she just... It, it's not always the people in the movie that they make, that makes the movie crappy. Sometimes it's just a crappy movie. This and is so true. if she's in something better, I'll I'll give her a chance. Yep. Yeah. And you, so I think... Um, so I quickly uh, looked up the uh, list of stuff that's coming out. Okay. Uh, of course, it's on Wiki, so take it with a grain of salt. But in terms of movies, it's Doctor Strange 2, Thor uh, 4, and um, Black Panther 2. And then oh, right. the shows are multiple. It's uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, uh, Ms. Marvel, and... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Is that the order? Um, that's the order they give on Wiki. Um, All right, that could change. Everything, everything just says twenty-two. I also am of the belief that Black Panther two never happens. It doesn't seem to me they have any clue what they're doing with that now. Uh, well, I don't. I don't think they want anything to do with Letitia Wright. That's and they, and a they big issue. Clue, yeah, they don't have any clue what to do with it. So I would not be shocked if that becomes the first Marvel thing to get completely yanked. Um, yeah, but, at least until they figure out what they're gonna do with you know the whole Wakanda situation. Yeah, they're not gonna cast Black Panther as they said. That really leaves like a lot of question marks over like, well, what are you doing then? They and, they gotta take Lapita and make her the main. Yeah. Well, they're probably gonna now. Lupita but... or uh, Denai Guerrero, the one who played the head yeah. Dora Milaje person. Yeah. Like, I'm a great. I'm a big Lupita fan, so I think she could definitely carry the carry the role. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's supposed to come out in November, and uh, it's still filming. They put it on hiatus, and it's gonna continue filming next month. Well, because so... I think it was like Letitia Wright got injured on set or something. Yeah. Had to yeah. put a stop to it, for, which yeah. seems a little murky. And she, the main character, she freaking said something wrong on Twitter early on about yeah. the vaccine. So, like, if she didn't take it, that means anything that like she's got to be extra careful. She's got to quarantine for extra time. You know what I mean? Like, so I just yeah. barring bar all that, bar she all sounds that. like she's actually like a fucking liability to like money wise to them. So, like, yeah. I can't see them going with her, and it's like, uh, that kind of sucks, because she was like... Yeah, I'm going to keep postponing stuff every time, like, she gets... Well, that's just it, like... Positive or whatever. Well, the way the rules work for almost everywhere here in Canada, it's, if, if you're vaccinated, it's like half the wait time 
that compared to an unvaccinated. So if she's unvaccinated and some of those rules apply in Hollywood, which I imagine they're probably the similar or stricter, right? It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, she has to do extra quarantine time anytime an outbreak happens or like a risk happens. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, well, it, just, it, it becomes it in, uh, in Texas, Georgia or Florida where, yeah, well, they already have that studio. In <laughs> yeah. Georgia's where they so, do a bunch of Yeah. That. But don't forget a bunch of them were all pissed off and fucking complaining about fucking some of the law changes in Georgia that they were yeah. like, yeah. So, but I think overall, I think she's a great supporting character. I just, yeah, I don't think she, I just don't think she has the, I don't think she has the, the, whatever it is that it takes to, to be the leading role, yep. especially in something that I Okay, kind of, here's, a, here's an out there idea. With Doctor Strange and in the multiverse of mass, if they decide to postpone Black Panther, is there any like weird out of their theory that they bring in Michael B. Jordan from another universe, and, and he's the Black Panther. Oh, well, that's, shit, I was man. I was kind of thinking that, like, okay, because if... I'm thinking like who can who can like pull it off, like okay, you did say you're not gonna recast the character, yeah. I get that, but like, if what you're doing now, what you're planning to do now, doesn't make sense, you're gonna need somebody to be that guy for you. Well, that's Isn't just Michael it, like, B. Jordan, like, make the most obvious sense. But, like, yeah. that's it's funny because, like, if they didn't do the Killmonger story when they did it, like, they could do a story where Black Panther dies or goes missing or whatever, however they write him out. Uh, you could have it so his sister ends up killed throughout the movie for a big fucking emotional moment, yeah. and then and then you have a cousin of the fucking prince from before that's actually part of the bloodline that could come in and actually do it but like they made him a bad guy just to be a mirror of black panther and it's like oh fuck too bad we don't have that succession character now yeah i think you've gotten yeah but with like with the multiverse like you bring him in from another universe i like your idea but i think you've got an easier one give it to winston duke okay the 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 ape tribe guy in Baku. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Mon? Yep. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I see. Well, here's thought. the thing. His whole thing was he didn't... Did he ended up not wanting it at the end? Yeah, I think... Oh, uh, yeah. I, I think he's another one that, again, I think when you look at that cast, I think Lupita's the only one that could, like, has the acting ability to carry a lead role because we're talking about a movie that was iconic and you got to have somebody well, iconic that's going to lead it. Oh, I oh well, it's not just who can and, carry like, the movie, you, you but do can, have like, enough, carry you do the have character. Enough, yeah, you do have enough of, ins- of an ensemble there from what we just speculated on who could take over. To that, like, you could do a pretty fucking decent movie of ensemble, but you need to write it as an ensemble, not as just yeah. a here's a lead character that does, yeah. Now, are they still doing that Worlds of Wakanda show? Like I know, at one point they were doing that, and you could you could use that to lead into this, depending on when this was actually going to come out. Too. That looks like it's off. Yeah, I I don't know what the schedule yeah. is or what any of the rumor ones that are actually in production are. Yeah. Also, just going off the Black Panther thing, um, in Batu, did it? It it's not necessarily that he didn't want it because he did want it. The thing was is that um, they had. T'Challa's body, and they brought him back to life, and then he had to go and re-challenge uh, Killmonger. And so he joined 
um, T'Challa's army there um, to, you know, stop Killmonger because it was in his best interest. Well, and, yeah. it's not, and it's not just that. Like, they had the fucking fight at the first of the movie, and, like, he lost fair and square. So, like, he did have yeah. an honor code where he was like, no, he is the king. Like, he is my dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he, he's more of a black and white wants to live by the, the, the code guy. And the code says if T'Challa is still alive, he gets it. So it's not like, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I think that's why. I think it's more of an honor code where, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Game of thrones kind of honor system feudal kind of thing, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, some, that's some great conjecture on a lot of things. <laughs> that actually yeah, was. was. <laughs> what was the episode about? Uh, I just wanted to throw Call out Kai. Some, I just wanted to throw out some year-end stuff because we made it a year, boys. Uh, this, this thing we just decided to do because we were bored during the fucking quarantines, we made it a year. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, jo- uh, Brent, can you or, can you or Justin get Josh to publish this? Because I'm not going to be able to do it until we get back. Yeah, I can message him. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Um, um, yeah, we made it a year. 190 some odd shows. Uh, I mean, we've real. I the the big hallmark of the first year for me is, and you know, if if you guys all have thoughts on it, that'd be great. Um, the big hallmark for the first year for me is we started off as this thing that just the four of us were doing. And it's kind of turned into like we have seven or eight regular people now, uh-huh. and it makes it we can do basically anything now between all the people that we now use. I mean, it's kind of it, it's amazing to me like how far we've taken it even in a year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we and I mean fr- we have a freaking international wing other than you, Brent. I was just gonna say that like we've got people on totally opposite <laughs> continents now, like yeah, we're in Europe. Now. Yep. So, oh yeah. yeah, that's that's my big thing for first year. I think we're gonna. It sounds like we don't have any plans to slow down really, and uh, I think we're just gonna keep doing what we've been doing. It's been fun. We have, we clearly have an audience of a sort. Like you know, it's. I don't feel like we're just yelling into the void for nobody other than us to hear it. Um, and, and even if we are, I have fun doing it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't care if that's what it was because I'm. That's what it started as, so like. It's like it's, it's like, like it's like a few people that listen. So there you go. Yeah, it's like if our wives were uh, gonna give us trouble. Like you're always on the phone with your friends, and you're like, "Hey, we're not on the phone. It's a podcast." Yeah, All right? man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, you my, got a valid excuse. Yeah, my wife actually likes that we do it. Um, I'm still trying to get her on it. Uh, yeah. Milos, I'm one. I still think the the future Trek episode about Melora might get her on. <laughs> um, I think. There was a couple of times I can remember her being like beside you while you were doing it. Yep. And and me making her get oh, yeah, out. like she was being in the room. I remember Brent, the yeah. one I remember that was Black Widow. We you guys were all where you are and we were in a hotel room in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I was recording it in the hotel room in Colorado and you were making her laugh every 10 minutes and she was just trying not to be heard. <laughs> yeah, she was she was doing a terrible job of it because you could hear her yeah. giggling the whole time. It's like yes, yeah, she, was, she just <laughs> thought she would ruin it if she thought she <laughs> mission accomplished. To hear her, but uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, I find it amazing that you know, not not to get all sappy and weird and shit, but I find it amazing. That... Actually, you know what? I think one of the ones that made her laugh was, which ended up being a completely fucking na- like Potstradamus fucking prediction. You asked what everyone thought Shang-Chi would be. 
and I said Iron Fist, but more Asian or. or. <laughs> yep. And and I was fucking nailed that one. Yep. I oh find, yeah. I find it amazing. Okay, and I will tell this to anybody who asks me what the what the uh, like not for lack of a better term, like what the enduring thing of this show is, is that, you know, the four of us who started this and really anyone here, other than obviously the person I'm related to who's been on it a couple of times, um, none of us have ever actually been in the same room ever. And the fact that we can make this work as well as we have for this long amazes me. Uh, We got to watch out. That may ruin the whole thing if we all get together. That's true. It might. <laughs> Maybe we should keep it like this. So, but I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. The whole secret origins of the podcast is like, yeah, we used to have a fucking big group chat for like what two, three years. Yep, uh, and we just like decided five. to start recording it. And like yeah. pe- people jumped in and out and back and forth over over that time. But like, yeah, like for the most part, we've all stuck together. And yeah, it's we've learned how to talk organically through that. So once we actually just put it to like oral instead of fucking type yep it just yeah it worked we just knew yeah. how to fucking work with each other like you knew going in josh would argue every point that was like popular yeah you knew i'd be cracking stupid semi-inappropriate jokes 90 percent of the time <laughs> like i've learned that justin's default position is usually like meh yeah what are you gonna do it's a very New England stance, I got to say. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this year has been kind of the mid year, you know. But true. Yep. That's a that's a good recap of the year, man. Yeah, um, yeah I go a little further, but yeah, that's well. It's funny because I did this video last year where I had a 2019 Tim and 2020 Tim, and you know, 2020 Tim was telling 2019 Tim how much 2020 sucked, and I felt like. <laughs> This year, we were all excited that we were going to start finally getting content back, and um, it's been kind of mediocre. A lot of it, you know, uh, mediocre at best. You can yeah. go back through a lot. Of, you can go back through a lot mediocre. of the movie shows we've done and point out how a lot of them, yeah. how mediocre a lot of that stuff. So was. hopefully, they're picking up steam for a better twenty twenty two. Yeah, but you know what oh, though. You- I- I kind of liked that there wasn't a big flood of fucking new stuff every week. Because, like, we got to do a lot of those fucking Be Kind Rewind episodes, and, like, we started with some of the earliest ones were, like, fucking Galaxy Quest and fucking uh, Mystery Man. Yeah. Like, what, what other excuse do you ever have to go back to those movies anymore? And it's like, yeah, oh, that was, that was a yeah. nice way to do some flashbacks. Like, Yep. No, that was a good one. I actually listened to that one again the other day. That still holds up. Um, <laughs> you know you know what? There is one thing that should be coming up soon that won't be yeah. And that'll be the new Power Rangers movie. Maybe well, for you, buddy. Honestly, one of the most like things I was most excited for for the year coming up is started and that's Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Like, we'll we'll do that in about. Catch us on the next. Uh, yeah. We'll do that in about. Catch us next catch year. We do that. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of like there's some of the Star Wars stuff that's coming up that I'm actually kind of excited for. Like I don't want to be all fucking glo- gloom and doom. So, well, Obi-Wan. actually, one of the worries I have is uh, Disney Plus subscriptions are starting to flatten out, and I think Disney's realizing there's a limit. To how much Marvel and Star Wars content you can put out, and 
how big of a subscriber count you can get. So I am worried that they pull back a little bit. Yeah, but don't forget they're they're still dealing right now with the fallout of all the like the last four years of oh if you say this you're just this kind of fan and we don't want you there so people were just like well fuck you they seem they seem to have caught on that insulting the fans that pay the money for the things is a bad like business prof like idea and they're kind of balancing out now so I think you're gonna start to see things like pick up again as they do more things that aren't just blatantly fucking like middle fingers to a lot of the fan base. Yeah, but I, I think and they, at some point they're going to have to go international because I still can't get it. So like, I mean, not that I'm going to get it once it does go internationally whenever that happens, but like there's going to be a market for stuff there. Like, oh, you know, yeah, for sure. You can get how, it. Milos, then and, how are you seeing all these things? Is it yeah, VPN? Yeah. The thing we shouldn't talk about? Yeah, let's not. Yeah, okay. Oh, you got a VPN. I mean, it's not too Eastern crazy. Europe, man. It's Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah, ways to get stuff, right? Yeah, you know people. You know well, people. If Marvel, you, you gotta universe, see. If you the gotta Marvel, see Hawkeye, you need a kidney. You go to Eastern Europe, whatever. No, no, no. If the, the exactly. If the MCU has taught me anything, is that you just walk down a street in any country over there, and there's a guy selling VHSs of everything out of his car trunk. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nice. And I mean, the MCU never lies, does it? Never. <laughs> no, of course not. Never has to me. So. We still have VCRs here. I don't know. I know you guys like oh, I st- your technology, but we're a little behind. I still have a VHS player. Some of the best movies that I own are still on VHS format, and it's like, oh fuck that! I'm not updating. It's it's the nostalgia of it now. Well, my uh, my my uncle he worked at a VHS store, mm. and <laughs> once the store shuts shut down, this was like way way back, like. Guess where the VHS tapes ended up? <laughs> like he just cherry picked the best of them. Oh yeah, just go throw it. Well, it I just brought them home because like, I think they were getting rid of them anyway. So like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. When blockbusters all closed down around fucking North America, that's they had tons of movies for dirt cheap, and like uh-huh. me and a bunch of my friends used to just go to everyone around our island and load up like. Yeah, my uh, old yeah. boss, my previous job, he owned uh, another video store. And he owned it with some other dude. And basically, they didn't make much profit off of it. So they closed down. Mm-hmm. And then at the liquor store where I work, like, he would have this, like, he would bring, like, like, batches of, like, DVDs. And he'd sell them, like, 10 for, like, five kunas, which is, like, less than a buck. You can get three DVDs. Wow. Just, like, basically giving them away. Yeah, I see everyone. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I physically put a DVD into a DVD player. I, I still have it. Same. Yeah, yeah. I haven't bought any in a long time. I still have some. Well, fun night, gentlemen. Yep. All right, boys. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Whatever. Yeah. Happy whatever, Year. Whatever. 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 Milo, I'll be in touch when we get home about those things we still have to do. Uh. uh yeah. 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 Sounds good. That sounds vague. That sounds shady. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we want to review those two movies. Listen, listen. Whatever you guys got going on, it's fine. You do you. You know what they're going to do? International marketing. Mm, so basically, yeah. Uh, just marping. for the American underdog, like digital release is like March. Okay. And I'm not going to be able to see it we're before also, March. So that's another solo thing you're going to have to do. Did you see Nightmare Alley at least? No. Like I did. Like it comes out 27th of January. 
yeah, we can wait on that. Yeah. I didn't like it that much. So, like, if you want to wait. Plenty of time in 2022 to do 200 episodes in a year. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice job, boys. All right, guys. All right, fellas. All right, guys. Happy New Year. Later. Next year, man. Next year. Next year. Later.